Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. Now, if you were listening to last week's episode of the podcast, we had the same person because her story was so amazing. We did a part one and a part two. So last week, you heard Khmer Baker. She told her story about how she had a knowledge of God, but she really didn't have a relationship of God. And so we ended last week when she was talking about how she was in a process of getting to know God. So this week when we pick up, Kamir is going to be talking about how she experienced God, but how she got to know God even better and got closer to God through therapy. So without further ado, here is part two of Kamir's story about how she found God. Okay, so you mentioned that you were having some issues. My question is, what encouraged you to go to counseling? Because I know a lot of times, especially in the Black communities, counseling is not something that we think about, hear about a lot, or even do or are encouraged to do. So what encouraged you to decide that you wanted to get counseling? For me, it was because I kept repeating trauma. Okay. In terms of how I was interacting with people, the, the things, that, how I placed myself in certain situations, mm-hmm. uh, meaning in situations where abuse could happen, not necessarily physically, but emotionally. And, and so psychologically, I was like, okay, something isn't right. I keep repeating this past behaviors, but at the time I didn't. I wasn't able to put it into words as I am now. I just knew that I was having a lot of emotional pain and I was tired of it. And I got to a very hopeless place, a very dark place because I didn't see any help from it. And even though God is powerful and he's great and I will pray and I'll cry out and I'll be on my knees. God, you know, I'm trying. But yet my willpower just wasn't enough. Yeah. And so I said, and then people was like, come here, you know, you're kind of getting crazy, right? <laughs> I just, I just want you to know, because you ain't popping off for no reason. So like, you might want to go get that checked out. <laughs> and luckily, both of those dynamics was enough to say, okay, come here, you need to go get that checked out. <laughs> wow. So once you started counseling, what were some of the things that your therapist helped you do? I mean, you don't have to go into detail, but like just generally speaking, what were some of the things that she 
help you right. work there. Yeah, there, there's one in particular. She was a Christian counselor. Before I started the counseling process, I, I prayed very succinctly with God, asking for someone who can guide my spirit as well as my emotional being. And I was very fortunate that she's a Christian counselor, so I didn't have to argue with her, like, in a sense of, oh, I believe this, and this is why, and I'm trying really hard not to do this, and this is why. So she understood that, but she was also at a place, too, where she wanted me to get out that do, yeah, that, that, that doing mentality, and, and just really address those wounds. And one of the activities that she did, which I share quite a lot with the work that I do was I needed to see God as being safe. I needed to see him not as he's looking down on me. He's upset with me. Why can't you get it together? And so one of the activities that she had me do was visualize me with God, visualize, close my eyes, slow down my breathing and think about being close to him. And for me, the image that came to my mind was him holding me. And so, so we'll spend time in that safe place where I'm visualizing God holding me. And that was something that was missing in my childhood was that type of intimacy, that type of nurturing. And so now to be able to visualize him being that for me, being kind hearted, being okay i love you and hearing that repeated overly over and over i love you i love you i'm with you you're in my bosom and so that visualization became my safe place and it helped me out tremendously and even throughout after therapy reteaching myself that because sometimes you get so mixed up in hustle and bustle you kind of lose that connection but give me back to a place of we're going to take care of you. She used to call me baby Kimir. She said, what does a baby Kimir look like? And, and how, how would you take care of baby Kimir right now? Would that mean that you actually sleep instead of working? Does that mean that you're actually eating like you're supposed to, drinking like you're supposed to, having nurturing relationships instead of these toxic ones? What does baby Kimir need? And so her, her guidance was very essential and as I said before, her guidance with seeing God's character and not a, a doer. So she had me read a lot. I was reading. And, and sometimes I'll get mad at what I was reading because it was so different than what I learned in my church environment. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to have a sense of freedom with God, that, that was unheard of for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and in the books, they were talking about freedom. They were talking about wrestling. They were talking about I was like, I got to do something. Pardon me? Oh, no, go ahead. You can finish. Oh, no, that was it. Was, oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I'm interested in the freedom part. Tell me about that. Tell me about the freedom that you were reading about and how that changed your view about God. Yeah, because, again, coming... And even as an adult, I still have those tendencies because I'm a worker. Yeah. I'm a, a type A person. But that. No matter how it's the best for you. And that was something that 
for me, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't grasp that. And even the, the understanding that Jesus' blood covers your past, present, and future sins. Mm-hmm. That was really difficult for me as well. But once I started to understand that concept that he's a forever God, no yeah. matter what state, that's what began to lift all of those layers and give me back a place of freedom because I didn't have that that burden and that, that guilt, that shame and guilt. Oh, I'm not worthy enough to be with God. Oh, he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. And and then it and because of that visualization of him holding me, it's like, oh, well, he's still holding me. And I'm I'm seeing him work throughout my life to reiterate these sessions. I'm seeing him being so forgiving. I'm seeing him open up doors where previously they were shut or I just wasn't aware. And in those doors opening, it was orchestrated in such a way that it's like, you can't deny that that was God. And and so seeing him work in that way as well, brought about that freedom and starting to release that that pain and that heartache and, and that false teaching that was ingrained in my brain. That's amazing. I especially like how you were talking about God or Jesus died for your sins, past, present, and future, because so many times we don't think about that. You think that, oh, I have to stop myself from doing something wrong. It's like, no, you don't have to stop yourself because when you're thinking about stopping yourself or trying not to do something, I mean, you do it. I know what me, whenever I say, I'm not going to do this, I do it. (laughs) It's like, I I tell myself I'm not going to do it and I go ahead and do it. So I have to stop telling myself what I'm not going to do. And I'm just like, God, I'm going to do that, but I need you to help me not to do that. Because I know for a fact, I'm going to do it, but I need help not to do that. And when I pray like that, ask God to help me not to do it, instead of me trying not to do it, it works out a lot better. You know, it's totally different because then I get the strength that I need. God works it out. I don't have to do it. And there are some days I'm like, God, I am not having a good day. Please keep all type of sin or people away from me who would get me upset or frustrated keep me in a good place today please help and I find that day goes perfectly well I mean people who normally might want to say something or whatever they don't say anything I'm just like thank you because I just did not feel like dealing with that today so yeah it's amazing that freedom that you talk about like you can talk to God about anything you can ask him anything and you just have that relationship with him knowing that okay he's got me I absolutely love that yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, becoming broken was brought, brought that sense of humility and that sense of, okay, as you were saying, I just can't do this by myself, yeah. but, so, but if I can pray through it and he loves it when we're asking him for strength, when we're acknowledging his power, and then he fills us even more with power so that we can still glorify him. Yeah, Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about the work that you do, because you mentioned something that you said you use this when you said that the lady was telling you to imagine God holding you. You said something like, well, I use this in the work that I do. So what do you do? Oh, great question. Uh, I started a nonprofit organization in 2016, okay. 2019. Let me be correct. 2019. <laughs> and what we do is that we provide educational programs for women, for emotional health and healing. Love it. Yes. And it's faith-based. 
And one of the things that brought me to this style of a mission or this aspect of servicing is again for my own journey, which was how do I realize I need more help, but but still maintain my faith? And mm-hmm. is it okay being a person of faith to go get more help outside of this context of, of faith? I get it. And 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 then being of faith, having conversations with people of faith. And it being okay to say, hey, I went to a therapist. And it being okay to say, I needed more tools outside of reading the Bible or praying. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's been a very unique experience as we've been doing this from a nonprofit perspective, because women of my age demographic, that's not something that we think about or want to consider or even have a conversation about. Mm-hmm. It, it's more of I'm a hard worker. We go through things. It's just life. Let me just deal. And so, but the, but what makes us different, we also have tools to empower. And when I say empower, confidence building, how do you speak to yourself, getting rid of those negative thoughts and, and all that nag that's just going at you. And and so we work through, well, how do I get to a place where I'm believing in myself? I have this confidence. I can take on the next challenge, but what makes us different is, okay, we're going to take a step back and deal with the root of why you believe this about yourself and why this is so hard for you to hold on to. And that's the part where that's where the, the emotional health comes in, the mental health, because we're going we're gonna to deal with those experiences that you had as a child that ingrained in you for the rest of your life. You're going to be this way because of that one experience. So that as you continue your journey, what we call is long-term transformation. It's not just I'm happy for a month, two months, I put this in practice and it's great. No, we're looking at, we want to improve your quality of life. Yeah. And, and what does that look like? I like so, this. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm still working on my pauses. <laughs> Don't worry. I edit, so we're good. No, I love that because of the fact that it's one thing to talk to someone about what they're going through, but the whole thing is like, you need to find out the root. And that's what you say, you guys, you find out what is causing it because we have so many symptoms and they can show up as anger or being upset Mm -hmm. about something or depressed about something. I just tell my clients all the time, anger is the easiest emotion to have because you don't Mm -hmm. have to deal with anything. You can fly off the handle, you can get upset, slam doors, but you don't have to deal with, okay, what's causing me to be angry because it's an action thing and you don't have to deal with anything. So I love the fact that you go deeper than that. You help them figure out what is the cause, what is the root. And then once you figure that out, give them tools to help them cope and deal because in life, there are going to be triggers. There are going to be things that bring it up. And so you have to know moving forward, how will I deal with this situation if I'm in this situation again or when I'm faced with this type of situation or trigger? So I absolutely love that you do this. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And as I stated before, it gives me opportunity to be transparent with my own life. And I, and I definitely use my journey as an example, not, not only to help you to feel more comfortable and to normalize the conversation. But one of the things I keep saying too, is that there's some things that I figured out that I'd like to give to you. So you don't have to take 10 years to figure it out. Yeah. Get all the heavy lifting. That is true. And it helps so much. And I think that 
I mean, how can I put it? I think that when we go through experiences and we have things happen to us, it's not because I know a lot of people would say, well, you know, God let this happen to you because I'm like, no, I don't think God let this happen to you. He did not. It happened to you because we live in a simple world. Life happens. But out of that, God brought you through it and you're able to help somebody else. So I love how you're able to do that. And I think that's how it is in most coaches or people who are in the service field. It's like, we've gone through some things. We want to help other people not have to go through the same things that we went through. So I think it's amazing that you're able to do this. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's something that people say all the time. I can tell you like what you do because you just smile all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the joy about it. It's like if, if you love your job and you like what you're doing, then you're going to be more effective. People are going to want to talk to you. They're going to feel more comfortable because they know you actually care. Instead of talking to someone who hates their job and they're just doing it for a paycheck. If you do it because you like it, your clients, I know that they know that you care about them. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I've been very fortunate that this is the next stage of my journey that God placed me on because I wanted to help people out sooner. But he was like, no, you still need to heal. Like, you, you still need to work through your stuff. And at the time, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Again, that, that workaholic syndrome. But his timing is so perfect. Like, he really does know what we need. And he also knows when it's the best time to pour out to other people. And I'm so grateful that he's that patient with us, right. that he gives us that time. He just doesn't just throw us out there and say, you know, go touch a thousand people. It's not, <laughs> it's not realistic. <laughs> but he's like, but I want you to be happy first. I want yeah. you to be fulfilled first. And in that fulfillment, what a overflow you'll be able to provide to others. Yeah, because it's impossible to help somebody else if you're empty or if you're broken. You absolutely can. It's almost like you have to save you first and then you can help save somebody else. So Exactly. I get exactly. that. And, and that's something what you shared is something mm -hmm. I always share to women because we we do everything. Yeah. And we think about ourselves last. Absolutely. And that's why I tell people who are doing relationship coaching. I'm like, well, before you start to fix the marriage, you need to work on you first. Let's clean, you know, let's work on us. Let's find out why we're doing things, working ourselves physically, emotionally, spiritually. And once we're figured out, once we work on that, we figure it out, then, okay, now you can work on the marriage because now you're in a place and in a position where you're able to make decisions and you're able to react differently and do things differently so you can have some different outcomes. So yeah, you're right about that 100%. Yeah, totally agreement. <laughs> So if there was someone out there who's actively looking for God, what advice would you give them? A, don't give up. Yeah. I like because I, I think sometimes when we're dealing with ourselves emotionally, when we're dealing with other people and in that dealing with other people, we can displace God onto those people and think God doesn't care. Yeah. And that's not him at all. So if we can not give up on pursuing that connection, God loves it when we seek him and he will be found and he will orchestrate things so that he, he can see you and you can see him. Love that. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. I truly enjoyed our conversation. And if there's anyone out there who want to get in contact with you, how would we do that? Yes, go to our website. It's J-I-N-T-E-L, J-N-T-E-L dot org. 
and you can learn about our programs. We're having a session coming up in May where we're working through closure of previous relationships. And in that closure, we're gonna talk about who are you really? Because sometimes we pick up other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. So we wanna clean that up and, and pick up what God made you and how he created you and to be able to live in that purpose of him. So Jintel, J-I-N-T-E-L.org. All right, and guys, I will also have that in the show notes. So make sure you just look in the show notes and you can just click on that link and you'll be able to get in contact with her. All right, well, thank you again for being on the Finding God podcast. And I truly enjoyed having you here. Thank you. I absolutely love this interview. My favorite part of the interview is where Kamira talks about how she went to therapy to find out why she was still struggling in her everyday life. The reason I love that part of the interview is because so many people struggle with so many different things and don't get the help that they need. Now, I do believe that it is possible to be a Christian and struggle emotionally. I believe that you can be a Christian and have a mental illness. None of these things have anything to do with your relationship with God or make you any less of a Christian. So if you find yourself needing the help of a professional counselor, please know that this has nothing to do with you not having a relationship with God and seeking the help that God has provided for you in the form of a therapist or counselor. The song that we're going to listen to this week is by our songwriter of the week, which is me. Yes, I did write this song. It's a song that I wrote a while ago called God. And I wrote this song when I was going through a difficult time in my life, when it seemed like my world was completely falling apart. And during that time, God showed me that he was there for me and that he cared for me. So the song is sung by Kamisha Pageant, who's an amazing vocalist. So here is a song written by me, but sung by Kamisha Pageant called God. Comfort me when I was feeling sad. You're my shelter from the storm. I am safe when I'm with you. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. God, you were there. Time, God, always easing my mind, God, 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 you were there all the time, God, always easing my mind, God, Father and my King, people love 
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story about how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Kamir Baker or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes. And all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.